November 13th, 1887. Clashes between protesters and police in London lead to this date being commemorated as Bloody Sunday, not to be confused with the Bloody Sunday in 1900, or the Bloody Sunday in 1905, or Bloody Sunday 1911, 1914, 1916, 1919, 1920, 1921, the other Bloody Sunday in 1921, 1923, 1926, 1932, 1939, 1941, I assume will fade out at some point, 1943, 1965, 1969, 1991. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And joining us, uh, making their debut on the show, please welcome Joe Lee, everyone. Hey. Joe, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, this is the first episode uh of the year i think uh where we're fulfilling oh, our Brian, annual tradition this is one of the last episodes of the year no no, no. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> let me is, finish this is our annual thanksgiving episode that i'm i'm zach pumpkin pyres um <laughs> my thanksgiving pun name are we doing those for thanksgiving or is that just yeah Halloween? um <laughs> i'm corn brian mm. that's just your normal name <laughs> no yeah it's true um <laughs> um man there's nothing really good for flynn that is thanksgiving related um listeners if you have an idea please write it on a piece of paper and throw it in the trash uh, <laughs> uh no this is the uh first of our annual traditional one of us is on cold medicine episode yeah. <laughs> and this it's is... not me this time listeners i have a lot going on uh, one <laughs> I'm on cold medicine. I have a bad cold. It's not COVID. I'm sneezing and sniffling. I'm not coughing and not able to taste. It's different shit. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I'm on cold medicine. Uh, number two, um, I have a new kitten who may or may not make kitten noises, but is currently like resting over there. Um, and number three, I'm on cold medicine. I forgot what number three was, but I'm sure there was one. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure I'll, I am honestly shocked that having a baby, I've not been just mainlining Dayquil at this point. Um, but also, yes, uh, Gizmo, the adorable kitten, will hopefully be making an appearance because that would absolutely make my night. You should uh, mainline NyQuil. Oh my God, <laughs> if only. I. <laughs> I feel like, I'm scared to do NyQuil now because I like sometimes still need to get up in the middle of the night because yeah. sometimes a baby just <laughs> shits up her own back and like we have <laughs> to change the sheets and move apartments. <laughs> um, but listeners, oh wait, Zach, sorry, you're you're hosting this time. Sorry. Oh yeah, uh, you're uh, if you're new to the show, um, this is a comedy history podcast in which. Uh, we take a person or an event from history and one of us presents sort of the 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 government section sort of Ron Chernow boring ass, you know, type story of that event. Um, and another person gives us the secret deep down underground buried with the Mormon golden tablets version of that event. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, 
we vote on what becomes the true history of this brilliant blue iridescent uh, NyQuil colored marble <laughs> we call the earth uh, going forward. And that's basically the premise. You've just missed our Halloween series. They're probably still available unless <laughs> I, something I, happened. What <laughs> would have happened? Did you find this on an iPod after the apocalypse? And this was the only episode. <laughs> They're probably not available, but otherwise you could probably find them. And um, you opened it thinking it was the Malcolm Gladwell podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. not. He is it's, not here. He and he's probably dead in your timeline. <laughs> in your as, timeline. As are all of us, most likely. Yeah. Um, but regardless uh, of the horrible reality you, the listener, find yourself in <laughs> in uh, 2025. Um, uh, uh, where was I? Oh, we just finished Halloween episodes and we talked about a number of things. And I think the last one was the New England vampire panic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what we have. We do the actual history uh, one out uh, for that one uh, in which uh People are kind of stupid and (laughs) can't, I mean, understandably also because it's the fucking 1900s and people are terrified, but can't tell tuberculosis from vampirism. Sure. Um, And of course, we now know there are signs, vampirism, um, you, I just realized I don't want to spoil recent, a recent property I enjoyed very much. Um, Shit, vampirism, you uh you're fucking you move to Salem's lot or whatever. Yeah, you live on <laughs> Staten Island and you have goofy adventures. Yeah, there we go. Roommates. There we go. How about that? Perfect. Um <laughs> but yeah, so thank you to uh Gabby Gutierrez Reed uh for that. But we are now moving on from spooks and scarem ups to uh our new miniseries on con artists that's right yeah it's kind of before the halloween we did spies and we're kind of like a hop skip and a jump away mm-hmm. with con artists now yeah but you know these people lie for themselves and their own profit and those people lie for country so it's a little different <laughs> it's very slightly different <laughs> um, <laughs> and also sometimes for themselves um yeah yeah depending we talked about most of those yeah uh regardless uh the first of our con artists is Gregor McGregor, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, indeed. Um, and I believe Jolie is going to do the alternate or the actual history. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good. I remembered. <laughs> That's a point for Dayquil. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and then in an hour, I get to have my Nyquil. So <laughs> let's get this show on I the road. get to have my Nyquil. You just alternate hour by hour. <laughs> yeah, every single every single hour. At this point, is that like your cheat meal? Or... Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Joe, whenever you're ready, take it away. Okay, cool. Um, uh, I would like for you to refer to me, because this is the Thanksgiving episode, I would mm-hmm. like for you to refer to me as uh, Joe Turk Lee. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Okay. It That's... only took me like five minutes to come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, Gregor McGregor. He's a, a Scotsman. If you couldn't um, tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because of the name uh he's a scotsman and a liar <laughs> um, he's, he's just a redundant a, yes wow. <laughs> the basis for his 
his whole life story is that he's just an opportunist. Like he's just mm-hmm. gonna hop on every opportunity and just go, not just like go with it, but he'll go wild. He'll go ham. Right. Um, <laughs> so Gregor is a Scotsman. Um, he, he sort of like bounces around so much. Basically he starts by marrying rich. Right. So that's like first opportunity. Mm. And um, he's just kind of bored. Right. He marries rich and he um, joins the military and he sort of bounces around to Guernsey and Gibraltar. Where nowadays like very rich and bored, like he would be like, an Instagram influencer or like yeah. some sort of butt model. Yeah. Job's pretty much done once you marry, like at that point, <laughs> yeah. you're good. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. All like these suckers just, like, marrying for love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just sits around and like takes pictures of plants and like, that's his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a plant daddy hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he marries rich and he's bored. Right. And, um, so he's one of the first like big lies that he tells is that he, he says that he was knighted, right? So he goes by Sir Gregor, oh, <laughs> Sir a little, McGregor. little stolen and, valor. Mm-hmm, so he just like, pretends to be fair, to people be... get knighted for all kinds of stupid shit. <laughs> it's not just wars. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think he ever like explains why he was knighted. He's just like, just call me Sir McGregor. Like I pr- uh, I'll bet Ed Sheeran gets knighted one day. Like that's how it. I hope so. I mean, he, <laughs> he's really earned it at this point. There's like Lancelot, Galahad, Gowan, and fucking Ed Sheeran, right? That's <laughs> yeah, natural line. <laughs> um, so yeah, he marries Rich, but then like. It's a lot of ups and downs. His life is just a damn roller coaster because he marries rich and then his wife dies in 1811 and the family just cuts him off. Right. So no longer rich. And um, he he moves to Venezuela. Right. And so he Mm -hmm. moves to Venezuela and he marries another woman and she's just like got the connections. Her name is Josefa. And she, her cousin is Simon Bolivar. Mm. Yes, her cousin, Simon Bolivar. And so he's got all of the connections, right? And so he, he like sort of connects with Simon Bolivar and he, Simon Bolivar wants to uh, like start an uprising. So he connects with him and he's like going to um, be in this uprising against Spanish forces. Right. And so he, but it all goes to shit. Right. And so he ends up like on this beach with all of these forces. And, um, he has to, he like has this hero moment where he like saves all of the, the forces that are with him. And like, he guides them through Spanish occupied territory and he like tricks them and he like, he finds I don't know all the details, but he like tricks them into like, like the swamp land. And so he like, just has this total hero moment where he gets everybody out by tricking the Spanish. Very Bugs Bunny. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, like an anvil drops. And And so he gets them out. And so everybody thinks he's this total hero. So he, he gets this like great reputation in Venezuela, right? And so then goes on to these like this pattern where he basically gets people on his side to like invade these certain areas right so the first the first of the pattern is he goes to spanish occupied florida and he talks people into going to spanish occupied florida (laughs) and he tells them like you're going to have these big estates and um like he just promises these like houses for themselves right and he he rolls up with like 200 guys and the Spanish think that it's like this whole ass army. So they just surrender. (laughs) They just surrender because he just shows up with his dick out. Right. And so he's just like, he's like dripping white guy confidence. Figuratively with the dick thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, maybe. (laughs) I mean, it worked for LBJ if we're being honest. So the Spanish just surrender, but then instead of like continuing to try to invade and get the actual land, he just like hangs out and gets drunk. <laughs> so he, it's not, it's less an invasion, more of like spring break Daytona beach mm-hmm. sponsored so he, by MTV. Yeah. He started the tradition of Florida in that
he goes to he tries to conquer Panama, <laughs> where this time he takes he convinces five hundred men from Britain to go with him to Pam Panama, and they invade the city of Portobello. Mm-hmm. Not the mushroom. Not and, the um, they, they don't invade a mushroom. Yes. They don't get like shrunken down like honey, I shrunk the kids style. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like honey, I shrunk the kids five or whatever number they're on. 17. 17. Um, <laughs> so they invade the city of Portobello, but same thing happens. Like they don't continue. He just like gets tired and starts <laughs> drinking. <laughs> but this one like is like, brutal because like again he dips out and he just abandons them like in panama but then (laughs) it's brutal because all of the men that he leaves on that beach they just they just execute them one by one like they just shoot them all (laughs) yeah yeah like his story is not just like oh like it's so funny he like people over and they they were out of money. No, like he like got so many people. <laughs> a killed. lot of people died. Yeah. Like it's not like Enron. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I was con artist, I think is going to be a lot of fun as sure. a miniseries. Um <laughs> I'm not expecting all of the episodes to have this high of a body count. Just mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. There's to one prepare. Or, there's listeners. one or there's going to be like one or two that are a little that are yeah. gonna have some body counts, but but for the most part, it's gonna be like, I can sell you the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you did like leprechaun voice a little bit. I guess it's not <laughs> leprechaun. That was more that was more prospectory. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. I I don't mean to evaluate your your mouth work. No, I was going for like, I mean, I do have a cold, but I was going for like smooth talking. Like sort of mm. um, music man style sales <laughs> figure. We got I trouble. Got a, That's our t- <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I got a colony of lead <laughs> that starts with T. That rhymes with T, and that stands for trouble. Trouble for you because you're going to get executed. <laughs> It's our second Music Man reference in as many episodes. Those things come in pairs. A couple episodes, we had another weird <laughs> reference twice in a row. <laughs> I can't. Now I don't remember what it was, so it won't happen again. It's ephemeral, people. That's the, it's experiential, you know. <laughs> uh, so the big, the big, like, major con that Gregor McGregor is known for is he just straight made up a country. <laughs> My he made up a country hey bro if you think about it all countries are made up there you go no borders <laughs> one world you're right I, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking uh, so he makes up this country called um, he calls it Poyais right mm-hmm. and so he takes advantage of the fact that um king george the fourth was having his coronation and he has all of these like dignitaries visiting from all of these different exotic places and he shows up and he's like yo i'm the dignitary from poyais this area just around <laughs> nicaragua around honduras right and he calls it he gives himself the title that he just makes up he calls himself the kazik mm-hmm I'm the Kazik, which means like he 
presents it like he's the prince of Poyais, right? And people just are like, yeah, checks out. Like everybody believed him. And <laughs> to be fair, part of me thinks that might work today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if you like tell a bunch of like a group of conservative people that like <laughs> it doesn't exist or like <laughs> you know? yeah. just have one video that's like it doesn't exist and then people will go against it and <laughs> it's called the reverse blazing saddles yeah yes exactly <laughs> so he like in order to like give him some credibility he like under a pseudonym like writes a guidebook about Poyais and like says that like gold just washes up on the shores and the soil like produces like three harvests a year and there are no tropical diseases don't worry <laughs> mm-hmm. and the, the book is called please colonize us <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um and so he like presents it to um other Scotsmen is like this is going to put Scotland on the world map right we're going to have our own Scottish colony right and so he sells plots of land to in Poyais to all of these Scotsmen and then he he even goes to the bank and he gets them to underwrite Poyais bonds and they just like give him 200,000 pounds <laughs> and they're just like yeah that's a place man i really wish i was trying to like get a mortgage in like the early 19th century oh my god a lot of the episodes of this series this is the kind of shit that we're going to be talking about for a lot of these (laughs) he even opens like poyes consulates around the uk he just like he just establishes it as like a place in the in Europe. They just they just believe it's a place. Like by the end of it, and it's like 15 years of this. By the end of it, people like you can't convince Europeans that it's not a country because it's so well known. Because it's like people, he just gets people talking, right? And mm-hmm. um Okay, and this is like the body count starts to rise again because they start sending off ships of settlers to Poyais, right? And so um, basically, luckily only two ships get out, right? So two ships go out and they they get there. And by the way, this place is actually called Mosquito Shore. Oh. <laughs> and I'm guessing this isn't like a Greenland-Iceland situation. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm 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 also guessing given that name especially uh that whole thing about no tropical diseases um Uh was maybe a bit oversold yeah exactly so they get there and they they just are so convinced that they just think they're lost (laughs) oh no it's so sad so they get the captain to like just sail up and down the coast looking for poeas and he's like no and they're, <laughs> they're like no this we have to find it we're here we're so gotta close. go turns boat around <laughs> and um yeah and the sad part is like they have like they get hit by a hurricane and and then the mosquitoes 
like descend upon them and they get yellow fever and malaria. And it's not like, you know, John Smith hopping off a ship. It's like old people trying to retire and people with their families. And it says two thirds of those people just died of malaria and yellow fever. And they had to like turn around five more ships that were on their way. They had to like intercept these ships and send them back because they had so many settlers. And he, for 15 more years, he kept telling people that that Poyas was a place and he kept selling plots of land for 15 more years. And then he even gets more bonds underwritten by banks for 800,000 more pounds. Jesus Christ, 800,000. And in the end, he, his wife dies and he moves back to Venezuela because by this time, Simon Bolivar has died and no longer, like he's wanted in all these areas, but then mm-hmm. because, um, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Simon Bolivar <laughs> died. He, Simone, yeah. Simone. Oh, well, I said it wrong 18,000 times then. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he he goes back and one of the um one of the like soldiers that was in in this like raid that he was so heroic in in the beginning of the story he is like a part of the venezuelan government and he just like accepts him and like mm-hmm. takes him in and he like dies rich and a hero in venezuela yeah. <laughs> well, an inspiring tale. <laughs> Something we could all look up to. Of, um, of just the hustle, I guess. Yeah, always be grinding, A B G. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you very much for the accurately <laughs> the true account of uh Gregor McGregor. Uh, Brian, I heard you. I heard. I heard you heard something a little different out out on the the streets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I was I was talking to the man on the street, uh, and he told me that uh, you know this this whole Poyas thing has been sort of blown out of proportion. Because um, I mean, yeah, uh, Gregor McGregor was a lot of things. Uh, I mean, soldier, yeah, um, you know, traveler, well traveled. Uh, he was also the absolute hottest restaurant promoter in 18th century Scotland. <laughs> uh, sorry, 19th century Scotland, whichever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he was behind some of the hottest restaurants of the period. Um, Haggis Fusion. Uh, <laughs> sure. Where they they just stuff some of the classics of world cuisine into a sheep's stomach and boil it. Um McLeod's at Sterling, uh, fine dining from Chef Connor McLeod, um, mostly fried food, um, Scottish chilies, um, and <laughs> the Chateau de Sausage Wrapped Eggs. Uh, so great Scottish, great. Sure, sure. <laughs> King James VI, I love this bar and grill. <laughs> Maybe that that pub from the beginning of an American werewolf in London. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was called the slaughtered lamb. <laughs> yes. That's what it was. 
Um, and of course, there's a, all his restaurants. All his restaurants. There's a sign on the wall that says, "You can change your fate, but no substitutions." Um, not a good <laughs> Scottish accent. No, you can change your fate, but no substitutions. That's much better. That is Zach. Zach does the Scottish accent. I do the Irish. That's normally our division of labor here. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to the country of Scotland. Uh, hopefully, you're free of the UK soon. So, um, we support Nicola Sturgeon on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We love Nicola. <laughs> um, so when he uh, he returned to the UK and really quickly got people talking up uh, his latest venture, Poyeus, um, which was like, you know, they were really selling it as the first Scottish Latin dining experience sure um so like it's a uh, scotch max yeah yeah it's scotch max <laughs> um so, yeah so like tamales with like wild turkey and like wheat la coche and um you know like a tomato reduction wrapped in sausage and deep fried um maduros deep fried a lot you get what i'm getting at it's a lot of fried food um that scottish culture um whiskey soup um but <laughs> anyway poyes was on the lips of you know sort of everyone in in scotland at the time you know the fat cats in scottish parliament um to you know hipsters wearing their bespoke kilts and uh you know just uh even bloggers at the time uh, which it, which was short for uh, boy loggers. Um, so that's a fun fact. Um, but uh, McGregor knew uh, that the best way to sell a restaurant uh, was to create the idea of exclusivity, right? Um, so, you know, he only opened like a few ships worth of reservations at the time. Um, also, it was in the middle of the Central American rainforest, so oh. very exclusive. So the precursor to the rainforest cafe. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, <laughs> but um, so, I mean, it, it's a little ridiculous to say that the diners found like nothing when they got there because they found the rainforest. Um, you and, can't like, do that today. oh no it's true Um, but yeah it was like it was a curated outdoor dining experience um they have like bagpipers taking requests um the the prefix menu was about 30 pounds per person which is a lot at that time um, and I mean, bats rarely like got tangled in diners' hair. Like this was a very nice restaurant. Now, fifty-seven. Would they people... give you a special cake if a bat got tangled in your hair? Yeah, or... I'm sure they comped your dessert. Like, like the staff would sing to you the the, the <laughs> hair bat song. <laughs> oh man, I I I'm 33 years old, and I have not set foot in an Olive Garden in. A couple years, three days, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not since I've been banned. Um, 
I still remember every word of the Olive Garden happy birthday song that they made all the servers sing. Um, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> but it was like, it was a fun restaurant and it was well put together and well managed. Now, 57 people did die uh, while, while dining there. That is, that is true. Um, 14 choked on fish bones uh, from the salmon crusted trout. And um, 10 bagpipe related deaths. Um, 10 Which would have also- happened in Scotland anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, 10 were killed in a turtle stampede. Uh, <laughs> seven uh, by David Fincher. Six maids of milking. Um, <laughs> five soup drownings. Uh, four tummy explosions. And one drowning, uh, parentheses, non-soup. Um, and so, you know, because of all the bad press, uh, you know, from this, uh, McGregor had to sh- shut down Poietas. Um, and so a uh, year or two later, uh, reopened it as, yes, yeah, the, the Rainforest Cafe. And that is, the rain, does the Rainforest Cafe still exist? I think so. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, they don't wear kilts there, though. So that's bullshit. No, that's just Tilted Kilt, which is another restaurant I can't fucking believe exists. <laughs> Maybe McGregor opened that, too. I almost went that direction, but I'm like, I don't know if people actually know Tilted Kilt is a thing. Yeah, there's... No, they've got them in at least both Denver and Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, there is a Rainforest Cafe in Las Vegas and another one in Grapevine, Texas. So (laughs) that's all. Um, There's one there's one here. There's one in Chicago. Oh, no, it's permanently closed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, the Google people also search for for Rainforest Cafe Uh, Landry's. Okay, Uh, Planet Hollywood. Yep, Hard Rock Cafe and Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. So mm-hmm. that is probably the most predictable people also search for. Uh, in, I've in, ever my, seen. in my defense, the Rainforest Cafe here only closed last year. So like uh, How? in April of last year when uh, when COVID stuff was really getting kicking. How is um, COVID the thing that did in the rainforest fucking cafe <laughs> and so, not the entire concept? Since I have lived here, I definitely passed the rainforest cafe building that had the big ass frog on it. Had I known they were closing, maybe I would have made a night and uh, <laughs> we lived the rainforest uh, experience. I'm pretty sure there was a rainforest cafe in the Mall of America. I think so too. There used to be one in Denver. Um, I definitely remember going there with my family. There, also, used to be, there was one in Denver, yeah. Also, I guess, like, you're not going to do, like, if you're doing takeout only because of COVID, you're not going to go to the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Um, now, I have never been to Medieval Times. I've yeah, been to Rainforest neither. Cafe, never been to a Medieval Times. Yeah. Medieval Ooh. Times, I, I would go to a Medieval Times uh, again, if if there wasn't a global pandemic. Yeah. Um, oh, there's one 32 minutes away from me. <laughs> um, but that is the hidden history of Gregor McGregor and uh, Poyas. And the, I guess the Rainforest Cafe. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
I guess that brings us to uh, our most, the favorite section of all of our listeners, the plugs and advertisements section. <laughs> listeners, you'll find that the 30 second skip button on your player no longer works. Um, <laughs> we're in your machine. Um, well, first of all, you can always write us a letter, uh, leave us a comment, ask us a question at revisionistpodcast.com on the contact page. And you can reach us on our social media, Twitter or Instagram, um, or just by reaching out to revisionistpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, leave a review on iTunes. A written one is best. Uh, I usually say, like, write something funny that was weird that we said in this episode. But, um, <laughs> I got all the medicine. I can't remember. <laughs> write, write your order for the Rainforest Cafe and sure. like call DoorDash, like, in two hours and give them give them the business. Yeah. Tell them your real address. They can send you a paper letter. <laughs> Listeners, yeah, actually, tell you what, <laughs> if you're ballsy enough to put your real actual address in a review for this podcast, I'll yeah, we'll you a you letter. Something. Yeah, I'll <laughs> send, I got stickers. We I'll send write, you something. We will literally write you a letter and send one. Yeah. <laughs> I've got extra stamps. I don't send letters to anybody. <laughs> Um, also, we have a uh, uh, Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Oh, fuck, but then they might know our address. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done that. I've I've sent out shirts with my return address on it. I've since moved. Um, okay. Not for the reason of listeners finding me. If um, the guy from you is listening, this is a golden opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash the revisionists where you can uh, pledge your support for what we do, um, but with uh, as little as a dollar a month. Although I will say holiday season is coming up and it's a great time to find a worthy cause to put that money to. Um, that's not us. Um, <laughs> so like, find that. I usually have one in the barrel ready to go. And just with baby brain, yeah. You'll think of something. There's misery everywhere. So I'm yeah. sure you can. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, if you're wherever you're listening to this, there are charities probably in your local area helping with uh, Afghan refugee resettlement. Um, and I think you could really, really do a lot of make a lot of impact by uh, finding those in your area. Sure. Um, but that brings us to plugs. Uh, Joe, you have the blog, Where the Fuck Are My Shoes, uh, yeah. on your website. Do you want to tell people a little bit about that? Yeah, I uh, I just talk about how I'm a fuck up, and I feel like that's relatable, so <laughs> that's my blog. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> listeners, you'll find a link to that in the show notes um, and on our uh, social meds, uh, social media. Anyway, um, Zach, you also, you co-host The Movie Trap. I co-host The Movie Trap. Um, it's a uh, podcast like this one, except different in premise and hosts. Yep. Um, basically, uh, it's me and two other people who aren't Brian uh, talking about um, movies. Each uh, trio of episodes, they release bi-weekly like this show. Um, we cover one theme. Uh, for instance, our current theme is sports films picked by not me. 
Um, <laughs> at the end of our trio of films, uh, which each of us picks one, the winner, the person whose movie everybody likes the most, gets to pick the next theme. So that's the idea. It's an excuse to force each other to watch movies. Um, hence the trap part. Uh, <laughs> we can make people watch whatever the hell we want. So, yeah. You also did just cover one of my favorite uh, recent horror movies, His House. Yes, for our um, Halloween episode, uh, we did His House. So listeners, uh, watch that movie and check out that episode. Uh, yep. Movie trap. Um, but I believe that brings us uh that brings this train into the old judgment station yeah um one thing about the con artists segment is oftentimes writing alternates and judging between alternates and uh actual histories is like this thing of like there's like almost a moral dimension where you have to be like oh i i don't know how to you know balance this mm-hmm. um I don't think that's going to be much of a problem for most of our con artist episodes. I think these are going to be easy alternates to write because it's, you know, crazy, wacky shit, wackadoo shit. Um, but that makes the judging harder because they're fun stories with fun alternates. And it's, you know, just we're, we're making a change on this podcast. And for a few episodes only, we're going to be fun. Um, <laughs> Uh, I actually, I did enjoy both uh, quite a lot. I think, I think my final decision is as a mission of intent for this segment of the podcast, perhaps our lightest ever, perhaps our most fun ever as this, as just, just to, to declare our intent, I'm going to go with one story strictly on the story that had the lower body count. I think, <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I think that's a good way to get this, this area started. The fewer people, the fewest dead people. Uh, I guess that gives it to Brian. Cause I think uh, uh, several hundred people died on that expedition. <laughs> well, listeners voting is now open for you on Patreon. Um, that's the other thing you can buy your right to vote. That was the thing I forgot to say. Um, and check out our Instagram poll. The Wednesday, the 24th the day before thanksgiving um for the uh fucking i am losing it what the fuck um for oh for the the last round of voting jesus jesus yeah (laughs) but uh joe thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me uh yeah uh like Zach said, this was one of our most fun episodes, uh, maybe ever. Um, and I feel like that says more about history than it does about us. But still, um, yep. Because uh, Zach and I are generally not bummers. Um, uh, eh, yeah, that's true. Um, but I think that will do it for this episode. Um, yep. For everyone here at the Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. Yeah, thank you for listening to our Thanksgiving episode. I'm Zach Powers. As always, for our Thanksgiving episode, Mm -hmm. our outro music will have turkeys loudly clucking underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the turkeys in studio, ready to record. Um, I only use (laughs) the freshest live turkeys. The turkeys that are, um, you know, they're not quite good enough turkeys to get pardoned. Uh, They did some Mm -hmm. shit. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> they were they they stormed the Capitol. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> what a bunch of got, turkeys! They would have got pardoned last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, listeners, um, we also forgot to say uh, at the outset. Despite dealing in alternate history, we don't endorse QAnon. Um, so <laughs> or conspiracy theories in general. Uh, in general. Yeah. Um, so if you've gotten this far and you've been like, these guys think like I do, uh, we, we <laughs> I don't know. know why you think a story about the Rainforest Cafe would confirm your belief system. But, uh, <laughs> I, with these fucking people, I don't know. I never know. That's true. They could find like a code in it about how like <laughs> actually this means fucking Teddy Kennedy is risen again. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, have a good time, listeners. <laughs> November thirteenth, seventeen seventy-five. Soldiers from the American Continental Army seize and occupy Montreal, cutting off the British troops' supply of mid-tempo synthy art pop bands. November 13th, 1982. A boxing match between Ray Mancini and Dukku Kim causes Kim's death a few days later, leading to changes in the rules of boxing. One thing they did keep, all the punching... November 13th, 1969. Anti-war protesters in Washington, D.C. stage a symbolic march against death. Quite a lot of those participants are certainly now dead, so it seems like it was ineffective. November 13th, 1982. Vietnam Veterans Memorial is dedicated in Washington, D.C. after a march to its site by thousands of Vietnam War veterans after the VA decided not to waste money renting a bus for them. Uh, November 13th, 1947, the Soviet Union completes development of the AK-47, one of the first proper assault rifles. The plan was originally to shoot them at Americans, but nowadays they find it's more damaging just to sell them to Americans. Uh, 